Welcome to Anthropology of Girlhood, a girlhood podcast about camp songs. I'm Alexa Ray Hack. I'm a comedian and storyteller, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Michael Silvern. I am a childcare provider, and I use they, them pronouns. Today is our fourth episode in our Ginger series. We're watching episodes 16 through 20, which are actually just three episodes, because the last one is a three-parter. Yeah. In episode 16, Ginger finds out that she's part Jewish and gets really excited about learning about her history and Hanukkah and then kind of has a small panic attack about how to celebrate the holidays with her new with this, with this new information. In episode 17, there's a Sadie Hawkins dance at Lucky Junior High and the girls have a panic about who to ask. And Carl and Hoodsy scheme to steal a pig's heart. In episode 18, which is a three-parter, all of our friends from Lucky Junior High head to Camp Caprice for summer vacation and kind of learn a little bit more about it themselves and each other. As always, follow us on Twitter at Anthro267. Subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Anthro267. Our bonus episode this month is our last Amy Heckerling movie, Loser. Always a good time. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you please. And as always, enjoy. Did I ever tell you about the Jewish day camp that I went to? I don't think so. So I loved it. My brother hated it, but it was called Shalom. Shout out. I don't know. Of course it was. Of course it was. What else would it be called? Right? Uh, It was, and it was held out at, do you you know where the Goodman Center is? No. It's like 20 minutes or so outside of Madison. They built a pool, finally. And like, so there's a, but it was mostly just like open fields and we would each have a picnic table and do your classic like craft days, like dip candles and macrame and you know. But we would also do Shabbat every Friday. Cute. And like we all sat in a circle in the Jewish day camp. Did you do a lot of Jewish stuff growing up? I know technically you're only half Jewish, which makes you not Jewish. And it's the wrong half. (laughs) Yeah, growing up, we definitely did like I definitely leaned more into my Jewish heritage than I did my whatever my mom is. I don't even know what my mom is, you know? Yeah, your mom doesn't strike me as like a particularly religious or even like religion oriented person my mom's a science gal like, <laughs> right exactly down. that's sort of what like, i meant she's a science teacher <laughs> like her religion that she brought to me was the scientific method right you know trees and plants, plants and, and stuff. like you know like we had we learned the whole like have a hypothesis totally make observations yeah yeah you know like whatever but um yeah all of my favorite tra- uh, holiday traditions were always the jewish side like i loved doing hanukkah i still love doing hanukkah yeah i got my first mp3 player on uh, as a hanukkah pro- wow present. then did you just get seven itunes gift cards no because it, it wasn't <laughs> an ipod it was oh, like a, it was one of the like, like some, oh, no. some so other I had, brand? so what I would do was Save disc or something. Yeah, so I would download all of the music that I liked from LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And just, do you think Gen Z kids even know what LimeWire was? No. Or, or, no. Or Kazaa? I don't think they know about pirating music. I, think, I don't think they do. I don't. I think there's too many avenues that they can just yeah. Because there's so many free places to stream music. Yeah, especially 
Yeah, it's so weird to describe a time when physical media was out. You couldn't really get, like, you could get a CD and put it on your MP3 player, but it's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. But also, if you didn't have a bunch of stuff in your iTunes, or like you said, like, if you hadn't, like, done some weird back channel to get a bunch of music, then you couldn't actually do anything with you know what i mean yeah. like it was useless <laughs> now you can just get like you can get on youtube you can get a free spotify account you can listen to music yeah around that's not terrestrial radio like the first mp3 player i got had a radio Same. like antenna built into it because i was like well i don't have that much music i gotta be able to listen to the radio sometimes same which <laughs> now saying that sounds fucking insane yeah i used to listen to the radio regularly as yeah. a f- form of music well, well i mean <laughs> it was the only thing available right? i mean like i think satellite radio happened around the time we yeah. were like i remember i remember Sirius coming out but it was not like a thing no unless you like knew somebody whose rich dad just bought a brand new car and they'd be like "Ooh, we have the satellite radio or and like, there's three channels and two of them are douchebag comics yeah i it was always in the rental cars that yeah exactly you know yeah we got off of we religion. got off track yeah mostly i mean in the context of holidays yeah sort of the hanukkah we did show. hanukkah and we did Passover was a big one. Yeah. My aunt brought scripts one year for Passover. Oh, yeah. I've done that whole thing. Yeah. That was really fun because I grew up in a family of theater people. Which <laughs> of is, course. There was a running bet every time we got together as on my dad's side of the family between my father and I of how quickly my aunt would start singing show tunes and what show tunes it would be. Oh, that seems like a fun betting pool. It was, it was really cool. But yeah, you know, like food was really the big thing. Yeah. Which, I mean... Yeah, I feel like food is the big thing in Jewish yeah, culture, and so especially at the holidays. A lot of kugel, a lot yeah. of... Which should not be as yeah, good as Yeah, we had it this is. conversation the other day. Kugel shouldn't be good. If I described to you, if I just said the words cold sweet pasta, you would punch me in my mouth. But it's so, so good. good, and I don't know why. It should be bad. Uh, good bagels. I also, like, would, temple was the only thing that, like, I never really went to church. I think I went to church once, and my grandmother hated taking me because I hated it. <laughs> but, like, I got excited to go to temple every year for Passover. And, like, one, the temple that we went to was gorgeous as most of them are and two like it was always so interesting to like listen to hebrew and like have that very interesting language and just like get lost in it and because like going to church was very weird because i'm like i understand what's going on and it does not interest me yeah where with going to temple i was very much like i don't know what's going on i gotta pay attention to like figure out what to do and like and it was just really yeah. And it, like there was that connection, that, that feeling of like this is my history. This is like totally. something that connects that me to something larger, connection. which like I, I never really had with church. I definitely think that that is a like a quintessential Jewish experience, which I think is kind of interesting. That that's kind of how it comes up in the show. Yeah. Right. Is that like 
she finds out that her grandfather is was a rabbi and so she feels connected to that history and feels a need to propagate that history yeah in a way that they didn't before that she didn't before and like i don't feel like that is the same christianity has similar energy but they use it for like evangelism yeah rather than like cultural consciousness and like history awareness yeah and it feels toxic it feels like they kind of ruined it kind of like the christians did with everything about judaism they kind of just like made it worse we gotta figure out what Purim is (laughs) yeah see christianity needs more holidays where you dress up in weird costumes and you get so drunk that you can't tell your fucking friends apart that's my kind of holiday technically the what is the you're commanded to drink until you can't differentiate friend from foe I yeah think that's that the, sounds about right yeah blind drunk you're supposed to get blind drunk it's also it also just feels like i don't know it's hard not to be interested in judaism and in propagating that culture because of course it's interesting because Christianity is so ubiquitous in this yeah, country. Yeah, it's something different. Yeah, I, and I think Christians in America kind of take for granted how ubiquitous Christmas is. Yeah, because like... And Christianity in general, I mean. Yeah, the older I got, the less Christmas shit we did. Uh-huh. And it got to the point where like now Christmas isn't really a thing for me. Yeah. And it weirds people out so much. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm not and, really a Christmas guy. I'm not into it. I don't understand it. And then I tell them I'm Jewish and they're like, oh... <laughs> You're one of, like, my favorite Christmas tradition is going to a movie in an empty movie theater, getting Chinese takeout, and, like, ignoring the world for the whole day. except everybody goes to movies on Christmas now. I know. empty anymore. I know. got on the tip. It was all, it's awful. Chinese takeout, though, is the must. Yeah. I was, a woman I used to work with ordered Chinese takeout. Her wife was Jewish, and so they always ordered Chinese takeout. And the Chinese, this last year, we're talking about this, Chinese restaurant was closed for Christmas. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about closed for Christmas? That's the whole point. The whole point of Jewish Christmas is that Chinese food is always open because I don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I'm always terrified of that. I'm like, that's why I've stopped ordering out on Christmas. I'm like, I people like... I am happy that more employees get to spend time with their families. Yeah, like good. Fewer good, restaurants should, should be, open. be open. But like as a tradition, which like is everything in Judaism. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like I even do the fucking hand thing every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me you're a, you're a stereotype. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really related to Ginger in this episode of like getting like needing to have that connection and like wanting to learn more and like getting overexcited about it and forgetting like the rest of the world doesn't necessarily understand this yeah yeah um it's really it was really cute to see and i think like her little panic over like making sure everything was even like i'm like i've been there i (laughs) i remember that i know like i have to make sure both sides of the family aren't mad at me for like right for doing it wrong wrong or not doing enough for them or whatever yeah yeah not that my Jewish family would ever admit to... Right. They would just talk shit about you behind your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I also... We gotta talk about Santa. I... Mm, 
Because, like, Carl... What is Carl supposed to be, like, nine? Yeah. I, like, he seems to be, like, almost in middle school, like, fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth, sixth grade. Right. Somewhere in there. So, yeah, that makes him, like, ten or eleven or something. Like, Carl already knows that Santa doesn't exist, but Hoodsy does still believe in Santa, which they're... now that I'm realizing that they're, like, ten, that's way too late to still believe in Santa. I, when I was working with my elementary school kids, there were still kids who believed in Santa. Maybe, like, the younger ones, like, the first graders, maybe a couple second graders. But I also, weirdly, <laughs> had a really large Jewish population of kids, so, like... Yeah, lots of people just... <laughs> Proof that Judaism is the nicer religion. We don't ruin Santa for you Right, all. all those Jewish kids just stay mum for years. They just keep it under their hats, <laughs> under their tiny little hats. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. They just keep that shit on the lockdown until everybody else figures it out. And then they're like, yeah, man, we've known forever that Santa isn't real. Sorry, I just realized I could wear a yarmulke for the first time because I'm masculine now. And that just made me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted but one. I but just yeah. think like fundamentally, even if it's for like a fun holiday thing, I just never think... Don't lie to your kids. That lie, yeah, I don't ever think lying to kids is okay. Don't like it's not funny, haha. Learning of Santa's not real. No, it's, it's traumatic. Yeah, it feels like a violation. Like the people you're supposed to trust most in the world, that you're supposed to take all of your cues and lessons from as a young person, lied to you, deceived you on a consistent basis. About something that, as a kid, is a pretty big part of your life, I would say. Yeah, like... And, like, it feels like a real, like, awful violation. For a lot of kids, it's the first time that you learn, like, you can't trust your parents. Which, which is, is shitty. shitty. Yeah. Like... Bad precedent to set parents. Like, you... Same with the tooth fairy. I think the tooth fairy is a same, really dumb exactly. idea. Like, just be like, cool, you lost the baby tooth. Do you want to collect a dollar for it? Or, like... Yeah. You know, like, let's celebrate or whatever. Yeah, like, let's go out for ice cream because you lost a tooth or whatever. Right. Like, that feels like more fun and less, like, fucking lying to your kids and weird superstition for no reason. Also, the idea that someone is breaking into your house... Yeah, I definitely, like, I don't know anybody personally, but almost certainly there are kids who have, you know, lack of safety feel feelings or, like, trauma because of, like, fear of Santa breaking into their house while they're sleeping. Right? Like, I am so protective of my personal space and, like, you know, like... Yeah, the idea that somebody, is... some old man might just show don't... up at your place. Oh, God! The night. I have that fear all, all the, time. the time. And I don't believe in Santa. I don't need that shit fucking reinforced right once again you have this like capitalism fascism like training of like if you fall in line if you behave if you accept that someone is watching you constantly about your behavior then you will be rewarded you with be rewarded yeah. with uh lots of stuff and also like how many kids grew up and thought their value was less because they got less presents than their friends right yeah and if you had just known that it was because your parents were poor right which also is fucked up that a kid's Christmas depends on their parents' income, which they can't control. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't understand it as a holiday, and I think a lot of the traditions around it are really fucked up. I think, yeah. I like it as a holiday, but that's basically because I've removed, I've like excised all of the... I like Yule. Christian parts. Of it. I'll I'll celebrate Yule and the solstice and like 
that I get and being with family is important and you know but there you can be with your family why does there have to be a tree because it's sympathetic magic you're you're trying to you're trying to bring life inside your house to like prolong life okay okay I can get uh, up I can get down with that yeah that's fair I can get down with that I just why the old man breaking into your house? That part is weird. That part weirds me out. The sympathetic magic I can get behind. The old man breaking into your house is some fucking bullshit. Yeah. Fucking elf on the shelf pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> elf on the shelf is just big brother, like, for kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Introduction to fascism. I think it's funny that, not funny maybe, but true, that Dodie is always in this, like, light panic that all of her friends are going to leave her, like, at any given time. Oh my god. Which is fucking annoying, but... It is so true to the it's age. It's so true, especially when you're, like, a 12-year-old like, kid. Like, I remember from, like, 5th to, like, 7th or 8th grade, like, friendships are really fragile at that age. Right. And, like, I... Oh, I remember coming home from in, like, 5th grade heartbroken because my best friend decided that she didn't like me anymore. Right. And, like, yes, as a character, it's really obnoxious because you just see it constantly. Right. But it's so nice to see. It like, is. Because, again, representation and knowing that, like, other people are you. feeling this, like, panic over losing their friends. And because yeah. you're growing and changing and figuring out who you are. And the friends you were in, with in elementary school aren't necessarily the same right. person anymore. Because, yeah. like, you're in between 8 and 12. You're in one of those identity fighting against community stages where now that you've been in school a while you have to figure out who you are in school to differentiate yourself from everyone else so then in that all all that identity building you realize that maybe the kids you met just to build community aren't actually like you yeah because your identities have developed in different directions i personally think that goals should be broken up first through fourth should be together and then fifth through ninth should be together because I think the weird split of just three years of that is middle school I feel like is not enough time to like build community or like have those realizations that you need to within the community and like again if we can focus on have and then we can have more focus on actively teaching how to build identity and how to like regulate and start the foundation I again definitely feels like high school should just be three years yeah I mean that's how it was at my high school but that's because it was too there were too many kids for it to be four years so the middle school was seven eight nine Mm -hmm. instead of five or six seven eight yeah whatever yeah like i've like we've said before burn it all down to the ground and start over yeah the whole school system is kind of broken how do we always get back on this because we spend a lot of time at school with Ginger. That's true. I mean, yeah, when you're talking about kids, I guess it's hard not to talk about the school system. And, like, the school system is a big traumatic... Like, going through the school system ha- leaves trauma for everyone. Yeah. And, like, it changes you. And a lot of kids notice that around this age. Yeah. And middle school is also the time where, like, a lot of behavioral issues start showing up or, like, uh, when <laughs> when you start getting your first hormone swings and you first start getting, you know, all of that shit. Yeah. And it's just not conducive to sit still, pay attention. Totally. And it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to say about this episode 16 
is I just love that Hoodsy is such an unflinchingly good and kind-hearted person. He's such a sweetheart. This whole episode, Carl is just like, not shitting on him, but being dismissive and mean and generally Carl about this whole like Christmas Santa thing. Yeah. And all Hoodsy wants to do is like get him the best Christmas present ever to prove to him that Santa is real. Like what a kind, amazing gesture. And like Hoodsy's always doing that. He yeah. takes Carl's shit all the time and he only ever returns love and kindness and like fuck, like that is we could all take a lot of lessons from yeah, Hoodsy. Right? Like that is one of the hardest things to learn of like not everyone's gonna be nice to you but if you if you're nice, nice back, back like, like it will be its own reward Lord. a little bit yeah yeah be nice to people other people are going and like some if shit. we were all as understanding and gentle with each other as Hoodsy is with Carl then like we wouldn't need a lot then, then a, the kids who are like Hoodsy wouldn't get the softness beaten out of them yeah by a culture that doesn't value softness yeah softness is good let yourself be squishy yeah my my comedy career might as well be titled um an advocate for softness that's kind of my whole deal be nice to everybody because i'm very brittle so then in episode 17 we it's the sadie hawkins dance did you did your school have a sadie hawkins dance yeah we did which meant would have meant that you asked a boy to the sadie hawkins dance yeah i did i did once and he didn't spend any time at the dance with me. Oh, brutal. Mm-hmm. He just used you to go to the dance. He then... did, like, we were supposed to meet there, too. So, like, I just saw him come in and we just, like, he ignored me for the entire night. Oh, my God. He didn't even, like, show up with you and hang out for five minutes? No. That's a nightmare. I mean, I guess Sadie Hawkins is, like, kind of a middle school thing. So kids aren't also as good at, like organizing and like knowing how to show up for stuff and like do dates properly but still that's terrible yeah dances were yeah dances were tricky for me too dances were tricky for me because like also it was like my peak femininity like i would go all out and like i had this very cinderella at mindset of like if i just dress up pretty enough if i'm just like someone will notice then someone will notice me which because like i never got asked out for dances i never like like i said like i asked one person out and like it put me off of it for the rest of the year but like that was sophomore year and i didn't ask anyone to dance until my senior year Oof, tough yeah i think it's funny because like i i pitched this show to you as like wouldn't it be weird wouldn't it be fun if two trans people talked about how weird it is to be trans trans in adolescence and it turns out this show is actually just about how weird it is to be two fucking dorks in yeah. adolescence <laughs> yeah dances like i remember like i loved them at the time like i always had so much fun yeah and like but there was always this like undertone of like the, it was the crash afterward was always rough yeah totally but I don't know. Yeah, I, I just fully never got dances at all. That's fair. They're weird. Yeah, it seems like just one of those things that I'm just never gonna, like... I understand now as an adult dancing, but that's because I can drink alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only reason I can go dancing now is because I can have, like, three drinks before I ever go to the bar. Right. 
And then I'm having a great time dancing. But when you're God, 14, you are just at your most anxious, your most self-conscious. How could you possibly dance, like, in that state? I truly can't, like, understand it. It always took me, like, I, it always took me time to warm up to it. Like, I would, like, start off in the back of the dance and just, like, yeah. you know, and it was just, it... It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. What I'm saying is confident people confuse me. That's what I'm saying. Especially confident dancers. If you are a confident, sober dancer, it is because you are a sociopath. <laughs> I stand behind that. Come for me, confident dancers. Yeah, yeah. Unless you were at one point a professional or, like, amateur dancer. That's a different situation. Right. You are a trained professional. Right. That's different. Yeah. If you're just a person... Who really loves dancing, sober, not at a wedding? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I really, the whole plot line of Macy and Hoodsy in this one made my heart melt. Yeah. I love all the secret notes he leaves her. Yeah, and like, it's meant to be just like a ruse to get them into the, the dance so they can steal the the fetal pig or right. whatever or calf heart fetal, or something yeah something like that whatever dissection project it is but then yeah hootsie actually like goes to the dance and he dresses up in like tiny little suit it's so precious and he is so genuinely like excited to see macy yeah again he's just like so like sweet he like bails on the heist just to like make sure that he shows up for her yeah which is like amazing amazing so sweet that kid is gonna be that kid's yeah that kid's going places Also, I just wanted to talk about, like, is the idea of a Sadie Hawkins dance inherently sexist? And do schools still do Sadie Hawkins dances? Because it seems like they shouldn't. I don't think they do anymore. I think it's an extra dance that they have to organize. And <laughs> right? it's bullshit. But yeah, I think the fact that you assume that girls don't ask boys out yeah. to dances and you have to have a special day about it, it right. definitely feels... Yeah, it feels really sexy. It feels really bad. Because it feels like the existence of a Sadie Hawkins dance implies... That girls shouldn't ask boys to other dances. Right. Right? Like, if you don't have a special dance for that, then it feels like an option all the time. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. It just feels By bad. creating the premise, you point out the fact that it, there's an expectation it, already out exactly, there. Exactly. Right. Where maybe the whole point should have just been destroying the expectation instead of, like, making a special exception. Maybe it should be come by yourself and have fun and embrace who you are. Right, yeah. Dance and not a... Yeah, it might Don't be, put pressure. It might be that the whole date thing is, like, a part of the problem. Yeah. You know, the whole, like, pressure to, like, be in a romantic relationship or at least find someone to go with. Because I'm pretty sure, I mean, this is high school, but I'm pretty sure you couldn't go to my prom without a date. Really? Because, like, are so many goddamn people who went to my high school. Maybe that's wrong, but I don't know. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. I, oh, I, I, prom was weird. In classic Micah fashion, my junior prom, I wore a dress and converse. And <laughs> wow. If you've ever worn a dress and converse to a school dance, you gay. I'm sorry if this is the first time you're hearing it, but you gay. gay. 
<laughs> and my senior prom, I wore a vest, button up, and heels. Gay. Yeah. Super gay. Super gay. <laughs> I also like. I uh, after my disastrous Sadie Hawkins experience, right. the next time I asked someone to the dance was my senior prom. I had a huge crush on this girl in my women's studies class. Yeah, of course, women's studies right? class. Where she you was meet like all the good lesbian girls. Right, she was out as bi. I was out nice. like you know like we, like I knew like I thought we were flirting in class all the time, and I was really excited because it was also the first time I had publicly gone out with a girl, which like. It's a big deal. Yeah, big deal. Like, I don't, no one got a chance to give a shit because, again, I didn't hang out with me the entire night. <laughs> I still would love someone to just take me out dancing just so I could have the experience of, like, dancing with someone because that's not just platonic. So you got run off um, at dances two out of two times? Oh, I went to other dances, but those oh, two out of... Okay, those were just the bad two. Okay. I went to other dances, just those are the two times I asked someone to go with me. Oh, I usually went with, like, I we pulled, like, because <laughs> I... go as a group. Right, I had a bunch of weird friends, so we would just show up yeah. together and have fun. That feels like the more fun way to do prom. It yeah. Feels like, or any kind of dance. It feels like that's less pressure and more fun anyway yeah because like those were the nights that i had the most fun those are the people you actually want to hang out with and when you just get stuck hanging out with this one person that you like kind of like right and barely know that's fucking terrible yeah my friends and i would we would get to get ready together and like have a girls night of it and then you know pre-game as you can as teenagers uh-huh. as best as you can as teenagers fucking load up on Mountain Dew or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Eat pizza, watch cartoons, get dressed. Yeah, nothing makes me want to dance like eating a half a pizza (laughs) and drinking a bunch of soda. But yeah. I just, I mean, also the other runner in this show is that Darren thinks he gets asked out by Courtney. Yeah. But she's asking his brother. Yeah. It's devastating. It's devastating. And I only bring it up mostly because like Ginger recruits his older brother, Will, to help, you know, resolve yeah. the situation. And he says, such a perfect older brother, because he says, nobody crushes my little brother except me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is just like a perfect... It's a perfect older, older sibling, sibling relationship. Mine. Yeah, it was very cute. I felt... Poor Darren. I know, poor Darren. He's just also another, like, such a good guy, and... Like the world just keeps shitting on him. I know. I hope he, I hope we have some good arcs for him coming up. Yeah, totally. I hope so too. We gotta talk about camp. So we gotta talk about camp. The last three episodes of this little arc are summer vacation episodes eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. So our friend group Ginger, Macy, and Dodie go to Camp Caprice, and as a camp kid, it weirds me out that you go to school with your camp friends. Right? The whole point of camp is that you have different camp friends than school friends. Yeah. Although I didn't because there were just only so many kids. That's fair. (laughs) But like, yeah, I didn't bring friends. Friends from school and friends from camp are not the same people. Yeah. It definitely feels like a little bit incestuous. Feels weird. But like, I get it. You don't want to animate any more characters. That's absolutely what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a pain to have to animate a whole Plus we have to get new. Full of... We have to get new voice actors and all yeah. of that. Because it feels like the point of camp is to like 
even if you were going to go with a bunch of friends to camp, it feels like the you would want to break them up. Yeah. Because the idea is to get people out of their comfort zone and yeah. doing something they don't usually do with people they don't usually interact the with. The amazing thing about summer camp and what, especially sleepaway camp, yeah, is it's the... It is such a good way to push kids out of their comfort zone. Uh-huh. And it's an equalizer. Totally. Like, it makes going... Everyone at summer camp is the same. Because, like, you don't have your parents' money to rely on. You are all sleeping in the same shitty beds. Yeah. You are all eating the same shitty food. That's a good, th- that's a good point. You know, like, think you're all getting way. dirty. You're all, like... There are those kids who, like, worry about their appearances. But they are usually the odd ones out because everyone's like, or what's the point? Yeah. But it's, like, one of the first times that that I think really illustrated well in this arc of, like, Courtney getting her shit rocked because she's not Courtney anymore. Right, she's not the center of attention. Like, nobody thinks she's special because she's not special at camp. Like, the things that make her special at school don't make her special at camp. Things that make you special at camp... Do not make you special at school. No. <laughs> Let me is, tell you. No. <laughs> another thing, like, camp camp is another place that fosters that softness and that, like... It certainly fo- can. It yeah. can, at least. I don't think the kind that I did certainly has that effect, but it certainly can, yeah. You know, or, like, again, community building and totally, other... Yeah. We uh, did a lot of, like, community teamwork stuff. Yeah, we did a lot of, you know, challenge course yeah, bullshit. Yeah, ropes courses yeah! and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah totally. I love that shit. When I did my backpacking trip, we spent the first... We, like, spent three days in camp to, like, pack out and all that shit, and we had to go through a lower court, like, a, like the team building shit before we even got uh-huh. on trail. It's great. Oh, I miss trail. And they they start singing their camp song, song. Oh my as God. soon as they get out of school. school. And I was like, camp yep. songs? I haven't sung a camp song in so many camp years. Camp songs are the best. They are the cheesiest. They're the worst. They're the worst. But there's just, like, so much fun and energy in them. And especially when you're, like, in a group and, like, everyone is mirroring. Yeah. It's one of those things, right, where, like, because you're free from school and your usual social obligations, like, everybody's inhibitions are lowered a little bit. Yeah. So it's, like, everybody's, like, kind of a little bit drunk all the time. (laughs) He didn't think of it like that, but yeah. Because it's, like, you're always just at game for stuff, like... If I were at home and somebody was like, hey, do you want to go, like, canoeing or whatever? I'd be like, ugh, that doesn't sound fun. But if I'm at camp and somebody's like, hey, do you want to go canoeing? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. That sounds amazing, I'll right? get my, my suit's already on. Let's right. go. Uh, yeah, you're definitely down for more shit. And yeah, like, and that's why, like, you can loudly, you could just scream sing terrible songs in the dining hall while smashing your cup <laughs> on the table to the beat. And I would have never done that at home. That's terrifying. No. But there are different rules at camp. And it's because, like... Like you said, like they're different kids and the yeah. stakes are lower because after at the end of camp, whether you, it's a week or a month or three months, like you're not going to see those kids again. You know camp is going to end. You right, have an finite, end date. Yeah. In a way that school is not. No. you Yeah. You have to play the long game at school and it's yeah. just awful. Make schools more like summer camp. Totally. And also like... The freedom of summer camp. Oh my God. The like, freedom of summer camp is amazing. I feel like summer camp is a refutation of that capitalist argument of, like, if you just gave everyone all free time, they just wouldn't do nothing. It's like, have you been to a camp? Because nobody's laying about doing nothing. No. Like, people aren't making who's-its and, and do gigas, but, like, 
they're you know craft they're like we used to make stuff for our our campsites we would like build trash cans and and drying racks and like wild clotheslines and stuff just because like it was nice to have that stuff and like i grew up i went to like a rougher kind of camp right. where there wasn't that stuff but like and people would just sit and whittle for hours or people would go sailing or shooting or whatever yeah, for hours it's, like people you have, will find stuff to do if you just give them the freedom people want to explore they want to like move their horizons and like sure there were some days where like you have free choice and you're like Ugh, this none of this really is it but like right that's life that's being a human, human. being some days you should just be allowed to be like you know what today but like how many kids get to try things for the first time and like get excited for trying new things oh and are foster to try new things yeah and like you the whole point is make friends with everybody like be kind to everyone yeah at least the camp that i went to totally and like if you grow up if you grow up poor like i did then camp gives you access to a lot of stuff you would never be able right just like i learned to sail at camp right which as a poor kid sailing is never ever a thing i could have learned to do any other way but because I was at camp and the camp already had the sailboats and the instructors, like, I could learn to sail. I learned to kayak. I learned to canoe. Like, all of that stuff requires expensive equipment that I, my family couldn't afford, but that I could use at camp. And I could learn those skills at camp. Yeah, and you also get, like you said earlier, you get that sense of independence for the first time. Yeah. Like, you get to make some choices about what your day looks like. Totally. You are responsible for showing up to mealtimes. You yeah. know, like, your counselor is there as a resource, but there are too many of you for them to have that one-on-one -on -one time with you constantly right. like parents do. Yeah, or even like teachers do when you're in a classroom and you right. can be watched all the time. Right. Plus, your counselors are probably closer to your age than your teachers are. Right, so they feel a little more like peers and a little less like a Exactly. Figures. I had so much fun at summer camp. I know. So, in this arc, there's an island that the kids swim to. Oh, and yeah. Which, like, I fucking did as a camper, which, like, made me really happy. Like, we had an island swim where, like, you had to swim the length of it in the in the lifeguarded area to prove that you could go that far before yeah. you did it. And, you know, like, there were test measures and safety measures that were taken. But, like, as a 12-year-old swimming in the middle of a lake, you feel like such a fucking badass. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we had the same thing. The The lake that my camp was on, shout out Crystal Lake Scout Reservation. Yeah, that, we do, it was a pretty small lake. Right. So we would just swim, like, all the way across the lake, especially because there's camps on, like, all three sides. Right. But, yeah, that was the best, swimming at camp. Especially just, like, yeah the freedom to just be like i'm gonna go yeah i'm just gonna, I'm gonna go swim for four hours no one can stop me yeah <laughs> i just we got to talk about darren's yeah darren, military camp say darren and I, miranda's miranda yeah i just really like identify with this as like a kid who got sent to catholic school for roughly the same <laughs> purpose like because he says when he says i'm going to military camp my dad says, I'm not like him and Will, is the yeah. exact line. And I was like, oh, they want to unsoft you. Yeah. Like, they're trying to unsoft you because boys are not allowed to be soft, especially because you apparently have 
you know, fairly masculine. Yeah. A fairly masculine dad or whatever. Yeah. It just, like, brought back a lot of, like, trauma memories for me. Oh, I can imagine. Like, having a similar kind of, like, traumatic removal of of that softness, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand military camps or schools or, like, I don't understand the military in general. <laughs> yeah. Like, violence is not a thing to thrive for or strive for. But, like, I have my own experiences of being told not to be what I was and, like, they will not compare or, like, are not really comparable to that feeling. But I can that must suck and yeah. be awful. It feels bad. And like I I'm probably going to cry talking about this, but like as an adult, I really feel proud of how soft I still am. Yeah. Because I went through all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm still this way. Yeah. But it does feel really bad to have an authority figure in your life tell you that something fundamentally about you is is just wrong. Yeah. And that the only way to fix it is with trauma. Yeah. Because that's basically what all this, like, masculinization shit is. Like, the same shit I had to do, all the, the hunting and the sports and yeah. all that bullshit that I got forced into. Like, it's just... If we make you hurt enough, if we make you uncomfortable enough, you will learn to turn your feelings off. Yikes! And it sucks. It's, yeah! It's downright evil, frankly. It really is. No part of raising a child should be caused trauma. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's kind of the thing. And, like, I mean, I don't, I hope that people aren't still doing that yeah. to their kids. But the fact that it happened to me... You know, only 20 years ago. Yeah. Is disturbing, Look frankly. at Yeah, look at your childhood traditions and ask yourself, was I actually happy during this or is it nostalgia? Right. Or did I develop, like, you know, S- Stockholm Syndrome yeah. about a thing that I couldn't fix and therefore I convinced myself that I enjoyed it because there was no escaping it. Go to therapy. Talk about your childhood. Yeah, you're going to unbury a lot of shit. Yeah. Even the most well-intentioned childhoods are traumatic. Yeah. So, you know. The last thing I want to say is that, like, as annoying as this Courtney character is, her obsession with always, like, wearing the trappings of poor people is the most annoying like infuriating thing because it's so true right it's right. so accurate no it's absolutely we know accurate. for a fact like you know minimalism van life like yeah no professional there's... nomads like you know we we know that this is a thing that rich people love to do they love to pretend they love to cosplay being poor so then they can go back to their mansions and you know tell people about how they uh, they understand how the other half lives yeah it's like Courtney has this, like, they're zoo animals approach. Yeah, it's really gross. Which is super gross. And, like, really dehumanizing to a lot of people. Because she even kind of talks to them like they're idiots yeah. or children. Like, um, I don't think you knew this, but it's like, bitch, we are all the same age. You are not fucking special. No. Yeah, it's disgusting. And her whole attitude through camp really did make me think of, like, all of the like van life bullshit and how much you want to bet that any one of those like 
Instagram influencers, van life people, like, don't give to charities. <laughs> yeah. You know, are they have, like, how much money do they have saved up that they can live like that? Right. You know, like, how much you can afford to have your van in high maintenance, you know, well-maintained right. with and you all work, of... you work remotely at a six-figure job for a tech company, so right. you can afford to be constantly moving. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, pay hundreds of dollars for a store with the storage unit. We all know your hat. You know, we all know you have with your yeah. all, all your belongings in it. Honestly, fuck minimalism. Like, give me my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? That audio on TikTok? Uh, minimalism is for is for hot rich people. I'm poor. I need stuff. Yeah, let me have my stuff. Yeah.